Welcome back to Chasing Dramas. This is the podcast that discusses Chinese culture and history through historical Chinese dramas. We also keep you in the know on Chinese entertainment news. We are your hosts, Karen and Kathy. Like we said in our last in the know episode that is currently published, we were expecting a quiet Thanksgiving week. We're on vacation, hoping to get some hiking, relaxation, and swimming in, and just watch the World Cup. But nope. The amount of news flow has been constant from the Chinese entertainment side. This is the second of our two in the know episodes this week that we will publish. We'll push back our story of Yanzi Palace drama episode to next week, since technically we're still on vacation. If you didn't listen to our whole mattress drum episode, please go check that one out. We are still, you know, calming down <laughs> from that episode. However, before we begin today's episode, I do want to take this opportunity to provide a trigger warning that this episode contains heavy mention of sexual assault. Please feel free to skip this episode if this content will be triggering to you. It is a much more serious topic than our last. In the No episode, let's get started. On November twenty fifth, twenty twenty two, there was finally a conclusion to the serious Chris Wu sex scandal. Over the past year or so, we have been hinting at the scandal, but we haven't really covered it because there wasn't any resolution. Now there is a verdict after over a year, so we will finally cover it here in this podcast episode. Chris Wu or Wu Yifan was once possibly the most famous pop star in China. So who is he? Born in 1990 in the city of Guangzhou, he moved to Canada with his mother at a young age when his parents divorced. This means that he has Canadian citizenship, which is important for this whole saga. He was a member of the South Korean boy group EXO as one of the four Chinese members in the group. He was announced as a member in February of 2012, and EXO debuted in April of 2012. That group was wildly popular in South Korea and internationally. You can think of them as the predecessors to BTS and Blackpink, the currently internationally popular South Korean boy group and girl group. Chris Wu or Wee Fan, we'll just continue to use his English name, Chris, had a massive following while he was with EXO. In 2014, though, he shocked everyone by severing his contract with SM, EXO's management company, and decided to return to China to go solo. When he returned to China, he retained his following, and at that point, he was one of the four big influencers, or 四大顶流 The other three were fellow groupmate Lu Han, who also returned to China, the now blacklisted Li Yifeng, and the actor Yang Yang. When he returned to China in 2014, he quickly gathered favor from the top Chinese directors to star in movies with A-list directors and fellow A-list stars. This included directors such as Xu Jinglei and Feng Xiaogang, and stars such as Fan Bingbing and Liu Yifei. 
We missed his whole boy group phase and didn't really watch his movies, but let's put it this way, Chris Wu was A-list. He had numerous exclusive sponsorships and was the brand ambassador for top brands such as Louis Vuitton, Burberry, Porsche, and Bulgari, to name a few. He headlined tours and danced reality shows. At the time, he was on top of the world. However, he did lose a ton of his sheen towards the end of the decade, like 2019 and 2020. We saw some clips of his acting from his movies, and eh, I can't comment a whole lot, but they weren't my cup of tea. In 2019, he did release the hit song Da Wan Kuan Mian or Big Bowl Thick Noodles as a response to all the online mockery, which was a bright spot. However, if you look at his dancing in like 2020, he has definitely uh, fallen back in quality versus his EXO days. On the relationship front, there have been numerous rumors over the years that Chris Wu's personal life was rather debaucherous, with countless women coming in and out of his life. In 2016, a female celebrity, Xiao Jina, posted online that she was dating Chris Wu. She even posted photos of him in bed with her. However, she also posted online asking why he was emotionally abusing her. At that time, Chris Wu's fans quickly rallied behind him and turned the commentary against Xiao Jina, posting that she was a liar and just a social climber. Nothing happened from these accusations and Chris Wu never acknowledged any of them or any of his supposed relationships. Regardless of the rumors in his personal life, Chris Wu was still that A-less celebrity and had a huge following. He was still filming dramas and making music. His career had nowhere to go but up. Unfortunately, those were famous last words, all of that came crashing down in 2021. In the summer of 2021, shocking everyone, Chris Wu was arrested and sent to jail in Beijing. The primary catalyst for Chris Wu's capture occurred in June and July of 2021. The then 18-year-old social influencer Du Meizhu publicly posted her interactions with Chris Wu. She stated that in late 2020, Wu's manager used a music video casting call as an excuse for inviting Du Meizhu into Chris Wu's home for a party gathering. At the gathering, they got her blackout drunk and put her in bed with Chris Wu. The two had sexual intercourse while she was reportedly unconscious. The next day, Chris Wu said that they'll date and become a couple. He even gave her 32,000 yuan to buy whatever she wanted. After a couple of months, they kept in touch, but then he ghosted her. So this is the information that she posted online. I remember reading the news and being pretty much stunned by this. The internet also blew up because these were serious accusations. All of Chris Wu's fans, though, were up in arms posting horrible, horrible things against Du Meizhu, saying stuff like, with your looks, why would he rape you? Just awful, awful stuff. After Du Meizhu came forward, several other women also came forward with their stories with Chris Wu. 
The stories that came out just got worse and worse. These women said that Chris Wu and his associates drugged the women before raping them. Afterwards, they would force the women to sign non-disclosure agreements or NDAs and give them a sum of money to keep them quiet on what happened. However, this saga has even more players involved. We'll start putting timelines in to help keep track of what happened. There's a whole table that was helpfully posted online for all of us to follow. On June 2nd, a Miss Liu posted online of the emotional abuse Du Meizhu suffered at the hands of Chris Wu. Between July 8th and July 11th, Du Meizhu posted a series of posts on Weibo detailing her relationship with Chris Wu. Her goal was to expose Chris Wu, but also to increase her personal fame as she was a social uh, or she is a social media influencer. That's what we discussed earlier. During this time, multiple people thought this would be a good way to make a quick buck, so they contacted Du Meizhu. We'll highlight the main one. So there was a scammer, a Mr. Liu, who contacted Du Meizhu after the first post from Miss Liu in June. He pretended to be another woman who was ghosted and sexually assaulted by Chris Wu to obtain Miss Du's trust and get proof of her relationship with Chris Wu. The scammer claimed that he wanted to jointly take legal action against Wu. Du Meizhu agreed and shared the documents and correspondence with him. Of course, again, the scammer pretended to be someone else, so Du Meizhu thought that she was talking to another woman. The scammer, though, just wanted Chris Wu's money. On July 10th, the scammer, Mr. Liu, created a fake account under Du Meizhu's name to negotiate with Chris Wu's studio and legal counsel. They agreed on a 3 million yuan settlement. Mr. Liu then created a fake account pretending to be Chris Wu's studio to get all the bank information from Du Meizhu and shared with her the settlement agreement. On July 11th, Chris Wu's mother, wanting to end this whole drama, paid the first 500,000 yuan to the bank account. At this point, Du Meizhu caught on that this might be a scam, so she didn't sign the agreement. Let me remind everyone at this point that there was no interaction directly between Du Meizhu and Chris Wu's team. Well, the scammer responded back to Du Meizhu, if you don't sign, then send back the 500k. She agreed. The scammer gave her his bank account number that he masked as Chris Wu's account, so she transferred 180k over to him. At this point, both parties, Chris Wu and Du Meizhu, each believed that the other was lying or scamming the other. Du Meizhu posted her conversation with the fake studio and the 500k hush money transfer. She believed that Chris Wu wanted to send her to jail with an extortion crime. On Chris Wu's side, they accused Du Meizhu of lying because they don't have any account under the name she posted. They also never received any money back and claimed that they called the police. On July 14th, Chris Wu's mother called the police claiming Du Meizhu was trying to extort them for money. That's when the police got involved, which is how this scammer, Mr. Liu, came to light. He was arrested on July 18th. What's interesting is that at this point, Du Meizhu never called the police. It was Chris Wu's mother who first made the call. 
The reason why we are talking about this detailed timeline, especially with what happened with the scammer, is to lead up to this next post. Let's all remind everyone that Du Meiju made serious accusations that Chris Wu sexually assaulted her, and then multiple women came forward also claiming the same thing. The whole scammer is just a side distraction, but we get to this next post. Chris Wu posted it on Weibo on July 19th, the day after the scammer was caught or arrested by police, denying everything. He posted, I didn't respond because I didn't want to disturb any of the legal proceedings, but I didn't realize that my silence has allowed all of these accusations to get worse. I cannot stand idle anymore. I only met Miss Tu once at a party on December 5th, 2020. There was no forced drinking involved, no taking away of phones, and definitely none of the additional details she posted. There were a lot of people at that party. They could all be witnesses. I'm sorry to have bothered everyone. I state here that there was no concubine selection. There was no drug raping. There was no underage activity. If there were these actions, I will personally go to jail. I take legal responsibility for all of the words I posted above. How ridiculous does that sound now? Isn't that so ironic? I bet because the day before, on July 18th, the middleman scammer was caught. Chris Wu thought that he was in the clear and nothing would stick to him, which is why he posted that post. I do remember when he first published this post, all of his fans were like, see, my idol didn't do anything wrong. It was all this vile woman slandering him. Let me remind listeners that this was the first time a pop star came out so forcefully with a statement. So people thought, hey, he must be right and that she's a liar. On July 22nd, the police came out with a statement about the scammer and that the police had obtained documents and information regarding Miss Du and Chris Wu. That statement, I think, foreshadowed the next event. On July 31st of 2021, the Chaoyang Police District arrested Chris Wu on rape accusations. This statement blew up on Weibo. I remember everyone's reaction as, if this is a police statement, then it must be real. But wait, didn't Chris Wu just post that if these allegations were real, he would walk himself to jail? Well, that must have been foreshadowing. Now, the official statements did not say much, but I remember people online speculating some serious crimes because not only was rape involved, but also potential rape of a minor or several minors based on the allegations from women who came forward. It was unclear whether or not, for example, Du Meiju, when she had uh, relations with Chris Wu, or when Chris Wu supposedly uh, drugged and raped her, if she was underage. After the news broke out that he was arrested on July 31st, his fallout was swift. The very next day, on August 1st, the Chinese government blacklisted him to the nth degree. All of his social media was banned and terminated. His name was even censored. This means that you can't even search his name on social media. Nothing shows up. Chris Wu, or Wei Fan as a person, just doesn't exist anymore on social media. 
Official reports will have his name, but his name has officially been censored. If people in China want to talk about him, they have to use nicknames that would refer to him based on this scandal. All of his movies, dramas, and songs were taken down from Chinese streaming services. All of his projects that were in post-productions were all shelved. There was one period drama that he had finished filming called Qing Zan Xing, or The Golden Hairpin, starring Yang Zi and himself, that was going to be aired on Tencent. It reportedly cost at least 200 million yuan to film. That drama has been shelved indefinitely. He also lost all of his sponsorships, and he had his assets frozen. We talked about Deng Lun and Li Yifeng this year. They were all small fry compared to the bombshell and resulting fallout compared to Chris Wu. His sex scandal was very much a Me Too moment last year. In the Chinese entertainment industry, I feel like it's pretty well known that actors and actresses trade sex for favors, or else it's a known secret. I guess not unlike Hollywood. This was a wake-up call for a lot of people to um, stop what they were doing. For now, or for a while, we just knew that Chris Wu was detained for the last year, and we hadn't heard much about him because it was undergoing police investigation. But on November 25th, Beijing's Chaoyang District Court passed its verdict. Wu Yifan, Chris Wu, will be sentenced to 13 years in jail and then exiled from the country. During the investigation, the authorities confirmed that between November and December 2020, Chris Wu raped three women who were drugged or unconscious. In July of 2018, Wei Fan and his associates organized two women to participate in promiscuous sexual activities while intoxicated. He was sentenced to 11 years and six months of jail and exiled for convicted rape. He was sentenced to another one year and 10 months for crimes of assembling a crowd to engage in sexual promiscuity. Since Chris Wu is a Canadian citizen, the official statement also stated that a Canadian diplomat was present for the verdict. Now, it is unclear if Chris Wu will serve his sentence in China and then exiled, or else first exiled and then serve his sentence. I'm reading that he's going to serve his sentence first. I do find it funny that the statement made it publicly or very clear that a Canadian diplomat was present for this proceeding or for this verdict. That verdict was just for his criminal activity. That's not it for his woes. The tax authorities also slapped a huge fine onto Chris Wu. They found that he committed fraud on his taxes in 2019 and 2020 in such a manner that he didn't pay 95 million yuan in taxes by hiding his earnings in various entities. He also underpaid another 84 million yuan of other taxes. That makes a total of 180 million yuan. For these crimes, he was fined 600 million yuan. That's around 83 million US dollars. He was at the top of the world less than five years ago, less than a year ago. Look at him now, going to jail and find a crazy amount of money. With this 13-year sentence, he will be exiled at the age of 45. 
I suspect that the Chinese government is also trying to set an example with this verdict as a warning to other celebrities that actions like this will not be tolerated. This is also the first example of a famous pop star in China to be sentenced for this type of crime, especially jail time. Deng Wen, who we talked about for tax evasion, and Li Yifeng, who we also talked about for engaging in prostitution, are just now blacklisted. They are not in jail. Chris Wu was the first to fall so spectacularly, and this kind of set off a warning sign for all the other celebrities that if anything they did was caught or illegal, the government would take swift action, which is what we've seen actually this year. In Chinese, there is a phrase called tafang, or the roof has fallen down. Chris Wu is the one that all the other falls are judged or compared to, and he is the first ding liu tafang, or the first top celebrity with a fallen roof. We conclude by saying that this is a victory for women and the Chinese version of the Me Too movement. I am disheartened, though, to see some of the commentary still supporting Chris Wu, though I feel like I shouldn't be surprised given what we have elsewhere in the world, like in the States. Regardless of Du Meiju's initial intentions for coming forward, it is sad to see again the vitriol hurled at her, aiming to discredit her. Right now, she's just a young woman in her 20s. How she is treated publicly to this day is really eye-opening. This is why I'm assuming many of Chris Wu's victims did not come forward publicly on their experiences. It's the reason why many victims of sexual assault do not come forward, not just women, but men as well. I don't even have the heart to read a lot of the comments aimed at Du Meiju right now and the ones supporting Chris Wu. And while for our other In the No Drama uh, podcast episode on mattress drama, we were pretty, I guess, overt in our feelings towards um, Wang Xiaofei and Da S. For this podcast episode, I feel like our views are pretty clear and our stances. Um, and also, this is a very serious subject, so we will leave it here. I am glad that there was a verdict against Chris Wu and that he will face consequences for his actions. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this podcast episode and we will catch you in our next podcast episode.